0: The Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Winbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee and Virginia. From Houston same-game parties to live in-game odds, Winbet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash dot sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T State restrictions apply. Welcome everybody to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. Coming from Newcastle-upon-Tyne, north-east of England. Today is... Ooh, Thursday, January the 4th, and we are Fifth. here. To... Is it?
1: Yeah. borax? January the 5th. Is it really? Are you sure? That's what my computer's telling me, bottom corner, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Um had yeah, a
0: handicap. Um, the FA Cup action for the weekend. Games Friday through till Monday. We're going to have a little look back at the Premier League action as well. It's just wound up. Round about half an hour ago with Chelsea against Manchester City. Um, so, yeah, we'll do all of that. And to join us, uh, he knows the date. He doesn't know what time it is, though, because he was late again. Uh, Mr Barry Penaluna. Baz, what's happening? Evening, Malcolm.
1: Uh, I mean, you know, push for time. I mean, the game only finished at 5 to 10. Um, I'm like one of those journalists, you know what I mean, when they've got a like, tight deadline and it goes to extra time and that, and you've got to, you've got to get your article out by... Right, what I'm about the game coaching. finishing at 5 to 10 affected you getting on here at 10 o'clock? Well, one of my games is Man City-Chelsea. How can I possibly handicap the game until I've watched the previous game? Yeah, you know I mean, nah, I'm, Baz, I'm, not, I'm not
0: buying it and you shouldn't be selling it, Baz.
1: No, I just didn't have me set up. I mean, as you know, <laughs> well, I've got a very professional, professional setup, you know, so I had to put my green screen up. So oh, I my. Had to put my ironing board up in the kitchen because <laughs> I don't have a desk in here. Uh, in order to be close to the green screen, I have to um, I have to use an ironing board. It's a very professional setup, this. Yeah. Um, and I'm also rough as anything, so I needed to grab a drink. I'm still feeling ill with this cold and can't shake off this cough and everything. But uh, here I am, 15 minutes late. But so be it. I don't I'm think I could put sleep. an ironing board up if I tried. Hmm. That doesn't surprise uh, me. It uh, uh, looks complicated, but
0: um, I'm, I'll happily go Christ. Um So, the Chelsea City game just finished, rounding off a full slate of games that started on Tuesday night um, and went through to the day, uh, Monday actually, uh, the first game, Brentford v Tottenham. So we'll have a, we'll have a quick spin through these, see how we got on. Um, I didn't do very well, you did better. Um so the game on Monday was Brentford against Tottenham. Uh, Brentford, if it wasn't Brentford 3, Liverpool 1 was the game. I took Liverpool and both teams to score. Shot myself in the foot, yeah. I mean, this was my hot team. I took and uh, the two shows we've done since Christmas had Brentford. Um they cashed against Tottenham when they went 2 0 up, even though they didn't get over the line, we got paid. They then won at five to two um when they won away at West Ham. And I had them both times. Then I got seduced by Liverpool and the form. Um, so, really, that's my own, my own fault, this, because Brentford won this in a can't really. Liverpool, I think that maybe the big difference here was um, Darwin Nunes going around the keeper and uh, somehow not scoring again. Uh, managed to hit Ben Mee up the arse, um, which I was just, at the time, I was laughing at because I expected him to get a load more chances than still to win, because um, I'm waiting for Nunes. Uh, to get this avalanche of goals, and then actually Brentford were much better than Liverpool. Liverpool really struggled; defence was a bit roomy. They haven't got much in midfield. They didn't have much off the bench. Um, but I think you your underdog pick of the week bars was Brentford. Um so you were happy to get that one over no, the no, line? No, no, no. No, it uh, wasn't, it? it was Forest, no, no, but you
1: it was, that, was, nah, that comes later. But I did take Brentford here. Um not as bold as I could have been. So looking back at me notes. Pointing out here, Brent Brentford were unbeaten in five, they were unbeaten in four at home. Um and I said Liverpool conceding goals every game. I thought Brentford could get something there. I wasn't bold enough to back Brentford outright, unfortunately. But I did take them on the Asian handicap. So I took Brentford at even money, plus one on the Asian handicap, and that was one of the easiest bet I won all week. To That's be fair. Yeah, I think. I mean brentford are just in good form, aren't they? They're a good side at home, particularly those evening games at home. They seem to get get the crowd right behind them, don't they? Um, and Liverpool are just a bit all over the place, aren't they? So uh, yeah,
0: but yeah. I was seduced by Liverpool because since they came back. They lost three to City, but that wasn't a terrible result or performance. And then it looked really, really sharp. We said there was a few teams that looked worryingly sharp. Man United looked good. Liverpool looked good. Um and they had this run off, they were conceding goals, but you did just expect them to kind of get away with it. When Brentford went 1-0 up, I thought that was great for my bit. I still expected Liverpool to get back, and then they just never really looked like it at all. Um so you got you got paid even money about the 92 winner there, Brass. What you telling me.
1: I got paid even money where you got paid nothing is what I got. Well, I, I
0: think, uh, I'd, rather,
1: I think I'd rather
0: lose, Baz, in those uh, circumstances. Well,
1: you're doing pretty well at that. So <laughs> Lucky, right.
0: Luckily for me, I did. So, yeah, well, uh, there you go. Um, Tuesday night, Arsenal nil. Newcastle nil. Um, my bet was Newcastle went a bit rage, why not? Um, You did the same thing and this time you got paid um, even money.
1: Um, I got paid out, yes. I yeah, you got Newcastle paid out again. Chance. You took Newcastle
0: on the Without on the draw. double chance, um, it was a total overreaction. here yeah, to this really. Um, Mikel Arteta acted like a toddler for the entire game. Uh, he's going on the tit list when we get a chance to shout that out. Um, I don't even want to really dwell on that because I didn't think it was all a load of bollocks. And if it wasn't, um, Arsenal, then it wouldn't have been such a big deal, would have been made about uh, Newcastle's tactics. I don't think Newcastle set out to play quite as negatively as they did. Um, I think it was a reaction to how well Arsenal started. If you look at the first few goal kicks or um, when Ramsdale's got the ball, Newcastle was set up really quite high. They could press them, um, did struggle, and then they had to make an adjustment. Willick had to drop in to double up with Dan Byrne um, on Saka at the back. And that was a kind of a compliment to Arsenal. Then Newcastle stuck in the game, defended really well. Um, The two scandalous decisions were a load of bollocks. The penalty is never, ever, ever a penalty. No one thought it was a penalty, except Arteta. And the pullback on Gabriel from uh, Dan Byrne, I think probably was a penalty. However, the free kick it came from was an absolute nonsense. Comes from Joe Linton just winning the ball. So Michael Arteta cannot be incensed at a decision going his way when the decision has come... On the back of a ridiculous free kick, you just—that's not possible. That's not how it works. You cannot be incensed with that. After that's happened, it's just not a fucking thing. So yeah, firmly on the tit list or Lego head. Um, I was delighted with our point, and and actually I was kind of cheering on Man City now because I want them to catch the fuckers up. I'll probably calm down a bit in a
1: day or two, but it, uh, yeah, it, it bugged me a little bit. I rattled, guys. Is the word mean? everyone's using. What would me was the aftermath. There's two... I mean, Newcastle seem to have invented this new thing of, of time-wasting. I don't think it's... It's it's as if it's never happened before, Malcolm. Um, yeah. There's two times this season where I've heard so much debate about it, and it's this game and the Newcastle-Liverpool game. Yeah. Um. T- talk sport and everyone going on, going mad about, oh, the ball was only in play for this long, blah, blah, blah. And it's went on and on and on. It happens every game. As you said the other day, Leeds done exactly the same against Newcastle. We Seventy-two
0: expected. hours previous, Leeds P- came P- up P- here P- and P- did the P- exact P- same P- thing, and they idea. earned the right to do that, Baz, because yeah, exactly. he gets to seventy minutes, the goal is coming and taking ball. They were Newcastle got a bit niggly with it, but didn't behave like that. Eddie Howe didn't behave like that.
1: It's just a... The thing. Is, it's just a, if, if Arsenal had got that goal, let's say 80 minutes, Arsenal would get a goal. How do they play that last 10 minutes? They do exactly the same thing. They keep that hit to the floor every time he gets the ball. They take the time over every corner, every throw-in. Every team does it. It's not just Newcastle. And we're going to Arsenal, who have won every game at, at the Emirates this season, and grind out a result. What what do people expect? But, I mean, there was debate the day that, you know, the ball was only in play 51 minutes and making out, you know, People that look at that and think, Christ, that's ridiculous. Turns out that's about the fortieth in the in the rank of of lowest minutes ball in play this year. It's about number forty. So there's been another thirty-nine games this season where the exact same thing has happened. So it wasn't an extraordinary game for it. It was just the fact that Arsenal made such an overreaction to it. Um uh, let's see, it, it, it's football, it's always happened. You say, could you imagine uh, this debate on Talk Sport today about should we have a, a stop clock? Could yeah. you Imagine if it turned into a sudden, you know, like an American football game, three hours long. People wouldn't have it, would they? You know what I mean? No. You want to go there, you know you go to a match at three o'clock, you know you're out there by five o'clock. You start, stop, start clocks and you sat there at half past six waiting for a game to finish. Or could you imagine stop, start clock in a bang on 90, the whistle goes, that's it. And you're just whipping a corner in as that second ticks over, and yeah, of course, yeah, things like that. Like it's it's a stupid debate that's come out for absolutely no reason at all.
0: There is like a conversation to be had to be had around it. There's the same thing. I don't like it when Newcastle do it, and Newcastle do do it a lot. Um I, I hated that Liverpool game that we lost two one. I was sitting down with my dad's, and I hated it. Nick Pope taking forever there seems to be quite a few on the team whose job it is to slow them down Nick Pope's one, Fabigan Shaw's won Joe Linton's definitely won um, and I hate it because I just think I, they're going to score on the 98th minute. I, I text is with about 20 minutes left, saying I hate this Also going to score on the 96th minute I'd rather we just got on with the game um, and the other thing this is the other pandemic in football at the minute is and I can I understand why it happens the ball comes into the box if you're defending, or well, if you're attacking, even clear it. You can just stay down and the ref will stop the game, stay down and
1: hold your head. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. and so it stops you know, that. Fabian Shaw does it every single cross that comes into the box, doesn't matter where, because it stops if, if then Arsenal are on the break. If he lies on the penalty spot and does that, their break's over. You don't have to foul them. You know, Arsenal used to back in the days well, of Wenger, ben- 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 do, do the He's little the tactical foul. You don't have to do it anymore because you can stop the game by lying down and doing that. Instant, you can, instant you can stop of the
1: game. You can dislike it, but it's not a Newcastle thing as they've made out the other day. Because as I say, Arsenal would have done exactly the same. If they had gone ahead late in that game, they'd have finished the game out in exactly the same manner to hold on to that 1-0. And, and and how many other teams will go to, you know, not many teams have got to the Emirates this season and been 0-0 in the second half and being yeah. able to play like that. That's the difference, isn't it? Normally, teams... Absolutely, yeah, of course. Out. Whereas, you know, had Brentford have been there and nil-nil were half an hour to go, they'd have done exactly the same. Most teams would have done. Um, it was a good result for Newcastle. I'll I, I, I take that and move on.
0: We've yeah, now played absolutely. Six,
1: six of the top seven teams. We've now played away from home. So we've got most of the big teams still to come at home as opposed to away, which is a, potentially a big bonus for us.
0: So, about seven minutes ago, we said we weren't going to dwell on that. Uh, we forgot to And then we dwelled, press on it. It. And then we've dwelled on it. Sorry, if anyone's listening for the first time, this isn't a Newcastle podcast at all. Me and Baz sometimes get a bit uh, agitated. This next game, I actually had a winner here, um, but I was very lucky. In fact, I think all of the bets I won, I thought I was lucky to win them all, to be honest. Everton won Brighton four. Uh, first thing to point out is this was absolutely hilarious. Uh, took both teams to score. For some reason, the goalkeeper uh, brought down uh, Damari Gray, was he? Brought down someone in, in the 93rd minute or something And Everton's slot the penalty, so I cashed that one. Um, but Everton were absolutely horrific. And then, after laughing at the result, I then watched the goals about 20 minutes later. Jesus, wept. the third one and the fourth one, Tarkovsky thinking he could tackle the bloke with his face when he just took it round him and he ended up flapping around. Uh, that was funny. And then I've never seen anyone under hit a back pass by 45 yards like uh, did, trying did. Uh, I mean, he didn't get that 5% of the way, the distance it was meant to go back to Pickford, Absolute shambles. of On the back of that one, also with them Man City as well, this was really odd one, Buzz.
1: Yeah. Um I I also seems I think we both took both teams to score here didn't we? So yeah. At this point I'm 3 for 3 um on the week. Um so yeah I mean as you say a bit a bit of good fortune getting that late penalty to to get that one in. But I uh, happy. Yeah, at the stage.
0: good, good Tuesday the was going all right for me. It was it was a bit late in the week where the, the wheels came off. Leicester nil, Fulham won. Took over two and a half. Fulham got in front. Leicester missed a whole load of chances. Uh, hit the ball through Tillemans. They had one on ones. Vardy had a one on one. Harvey Barnes had a one on one. Perez had a few chances. Um, but I think I still think it was the right play because there was enough chances. But Leicester were just feeling it a little bit at the minute, and um, Fulham can't stop winning. Um. Did you take a similar pick, I think, Baz? I took the over
1: 2.5 as well. I yeah. I mentioned Mitrovic Ravitch as a possibility, but he was a bit short this week. He did score, but he was he was around about 11 to 10, and I, I was looking for something a bit bigger for me We goal score a bit. But uh, yeah, it took me over 2.5, and, and and that was that was that for Tuesday.
0: Manchester United 3, Bournemouth nil. Manchester to win the 0 was my pick. Cast that one as well, uh, Plus one ten. We said it was the exact same game as the Forest one. Um, yeah. And it finished with the exact same score. Again, actually, felt I was a little bit lucky because watched it later on and Bournemouth had quite a few chances in the second half to hear made some saves. Um, but yeah, I was happy to get this one over the line. You took the exact same bet, Baz. Um, so happy
1: to cash that one of plus 110. And I took my new minus 1.5. Um was my bet. But again, a winner. Comfortable. Yeah. Um But yeah, I also took Rashford in that game, but we'll come to that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I've retired
0: from winning at that point. As we move on to Wednesday, um, Palace nil Tottenham four. What the fuck was all this about? I took the draw. Looked like it was a draw at half. Well, draw at half time. A loads of people on Twitter were going on and on about how painful Tottenham were. I was messaging you, knowing I was treading water in a lot of the other games. I was like, I need Palace to hold on for this draw, and I barely got the sentence out. It was two nil, um, yeah. Tottenham. And yeah, I mean, game of two halves, Baz. Um and in half time, you used to be thinking you had absolute. I was in fact. I was just about to add. What a terrible pick this was from you. Spurs team total <laughs> over one and a half, and then they covered that four times over in the next forty five minutes. But
1: yeah, so uh, <laughs> as you say, I even I didn't see any of the game, um, but. Sort of listening to stuff from Spurs fans and things. Apparently, they still didn't play very well at all. No. But the key thing that stood out to me, I thought Spurs could bounce back, and mainly because of Palace. Their form was all right, but I'd said at the time, they hadn't played a top sort of seven or eight side for months and months. Like, they've had a really, really favourable run of games, and I thought they might come a cropper in this one. Um see, comfortable. Over 1.5 goals for Spurs at six to five, plus money for that was. Uh, looked very comfortable in the end. But as you say, at half-time, I'm probably looking there thinking, mm, this could get a little bit dodgy. Um yeah, but yeah that, that continued, got me back on track there. Um, Pal- Palace go on my naughty step and miles away on them. I think I've
0: picked them to win, lose and draw and they've done the exact opposite all the three games since Christmas. Southampton Hill Forest won. I took the over two and a half. Um, but this was a good But You picked... Forrest here at 3-1. to one. In hindsight, I mean, I love this pick when you make it. In hindsight, it was an absolutely smashing price for it. As much as Forrest hadn't been great away from home, we said that this was a bum fight that both teams um, would fancy their chances of winning. Um, excuse me, Southampton looking in an absolute world of pain because Forrest weren't that much better. Only scored, I mean, that's only the second away goal all season. Uh, but it's nice to get a 3-1 to one shot over the line, Baz. It was a nice pick.
1: Yeah, it, it's great when they come off, isn't it? <clears throat> I mean, I just thought Southampton looking a world of trouble, don't they? Um, and as yeah. you say Forest, despite the fact, you know, they are where they are, they're playing all right, aren't they? They just need someone to finish these, the chances they're getting, like. Um, and I just felt they could, they could get get one or two, and uh, it, it felt like a game that had to have a go, didn't it? And I suppose that works both ways. Southampton, it was a massive game for all, so. But yeah, lovely when those ones come off, so. Um, Three to one, three to one winner, tipping forest was was brilliant for me, yeah. Steve Cooper saying Forrester looking to make some signings in January, which <laughs> is quite remarkable. Bear
0: in mind they signed everyone. there's No players left, he's them Uh Leeds to West Ham two. Uh, I took Leeds on the money line here. I was, I, think I was a bit unlucky, really. Leeds had by far the better chances. I was punching the air in the van, uh, when they went one 0 up. I was then then West Ham got in front. Leeds pulled it back. Um, and Leeds had chances at the end Fabianski's pulled off a worldie In the 94th minute um, So I didn't get Leeds over the line um, But you took the over two and a half bars.
1: You were, uh, you're were starting to gather a bit of momentum By this point aren't you? There's a, there's a bit of a pattern development here Malcolm. I just, you know Just ticking off the winners
0: yeah, Oh yeah, absolutely
1: but Yeah, um, I, I did see. I struggled to pick a winner from the game I thought it would be a tough game to go Go for Leeds games that had, had um, both teams to score in in five in a row and and well prior to the Newcastle game that was uh, and over two and a half had, had come in, in, in quite a lot recently so um, I just went with the goals because I, I really couldn't decide which way to go could have could have possibly took the draw given that I couldn't pick a winner from it but uh, happy happy enough with the overs there yeah
0: what I'm good at Baz and you'll find that this happens a lot on the MLB show as well is that I'll provide a a really warm, welcome, inclusive environment, a relaxing environment that enables you to pick winners. So I can throw all the dog shit out. And uh, I mean the um, the other three on the baseball show pick all the winners while I sit and throw out the dog shit. But I provide that safe space for you to relax, get yourself correct. So it's just it's a little service I think which I mean the problem. important
1: thing is is, is yes. that listeners sort of get the grips for that don't they? and start to realise correct not yep. not to go following you too much. To follow me. You yeah. might, have the odd, yeah, you might hit fin-
0: the odd streak now and then, but uh... moonath messaged me tonight, private message. What's the play in the City game? So I said, this is my play. Don't fucking back this. This is what Barry's backed. By Barry's on a heater. Yeah, yeah, I mean, so I gave him your play. As it happens didn't add, but yeah, um, yeah. I didn't give Moonath what fancy, I fancy. I give off what you fancy too. So even uh, <laughs> I'm following that, uh, Aston Villa Wolves won uh, Hang on, he has a tick. Tick next to my name here, Baz. Under two oh. and a half. Very nearly
1: blew it because Leon Bailey went round the goalie, then minged it uh, wide. This, you this must have been... absolutely destroyed me. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so I, I, I took Villa at evens, which, which was one part of it. So, yeah, Leon Bailey, last minute, last kick of the game, goes round the keeper, just, just has to slot it into an empty net and pulls it wide. Not only did he let down me even money shot there, but I had team goals, treble, Man United, Spurs... And Villa, all to score two or more. Uh, and that was coming just short of five to one. Uh, so all it needed was that Villa goal it would have picked up the treble as well, which would have made a very good week into an outstanding week. Uh, yep. So really, really unlucky on that. Um, annoyed as anything watching him. And then watching him crying after the game. Did you see that?
0: Uh, well, I didn't. The admin department, I had it on the telly and she said, I said, crying?
1: I said, he, he can't crying. be. Like-, like I said... You can do that in a you know, if, it, if this is an FA Cup final or a World Cup final or a playoff final, something like that, and you miss miss a chance like that, then you might cry. Uh, but not on a Wednesday night away. He might night, have known when he'd, he'd let your trouble or, down, but uh, maybe, yeah, uh, maybe he'd backed it. I don't know. Um, maybe it's Ivan Tony had got on it and he's good mates with him, or oh, that, maybe. I don't know. but yeah, uh, frustrating that one so. I mean, it didn't ruin the week, uh, but it did. It, it could have really, really put the icing on the cake. I yeah, did, absolutely. In, uh, and, and the Villa went in.
0: Yeah, I'm a big cryer, so I tend not to try and ju- uh, judge people on the old crying, but that was a bit much even for me. Like um, Finally tonight, Chelsea nil City one. I took Chelsea at four to one. I feel like I wasn't a million miles away. Uh, bearing my a, the injuries that Chelsea had, Mason Mount took a kick before the game and was ruled out, Raheem Sterling was subbed off in the very first minute. Pulisic went off injured in about the eighth minute. Um, So the three, their three, probably their three best players, I would have said, gone off. Um, uh, Chukameke came on, hit the, he hit the beans on toast in the first half. Uh, Chelsea were the better team in the first half. Um, and then in the second half, not an awful lot. having I mean, there wasn't much in it. City turned the screw a little bit, got one goal. No idea what Kepa was doing for that goal. It's absolutely wild. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Baz. But um, City, you couldn't back City at that price, even if you wanted to, um, even though they got it done. I think Chelsea fought the one wasn't a terrible play. Uh, ultimately went down. Um, I think, have you been out tonight, Baz, or have you been football training? Did no, you see the up. game?
1: I, I, I watched. I missed the first half an hour, um, and from what I could gather on Twitter, it was was pretty much a nothing going on in that first half hour. Anyway, I tuned in on, on about half an hour, and it looked like an exciting game from that point. As you say, Chuck Wumena or whatever you want is. I have no idea what his name is. Um, I'll have to learn that one because he might get a game now with all the injuries. Yeah, uh, hit the post, didn't he? Uh, Holland had that one where he took a great touch, first touch, and then sort of tried to flick one in with his left and um, sort of sprung to life at that point. And I thought, as you say, second half, Man City started to turn the screw, didn't they? And looked like they were sort of, they would would get get ahead um, and did. So uh, my my bet was over 2.5 City goals. So I was a long way off, although I think on 70 minutes or something, there was one flash to cross goal and Erling Haaland's at the back post. And you think, yeah, you you get this. And if he gets that, then it's an exciting 20 minutes for me um, pushing for a third yeah, uh, but didn't quite come off. But I, I thought Man City probably deserved. The yeah, there was, a, they, they had nothing point. off the
0: bench. I mean, Man City made a load of good changes off the bench. Um, Chelsea made the changes. It was Lewis Hall. It was Hutchinson. Hutchinson.
1: Going, I, I don't know what's going on with um, with City at the moment. Cancello, he, he couldn't get. He's hadn't been able to get in the team for several weeks now. Um, didn't come off the bench at all at the weekend, and then and again. can can't get a game. And both of them come in the night and they think, oh, maybe he's sort of, you know, they're out of the, off the naughty list or whatever. And they played Cancelo right wing. Um It just didn't And they didn't took work him off at half-time. And then hooked him at half-time. I haven't played him completely out, out of position. It just, it didn't work. And I, I didn't think it was necessarily Cancelo's fault. And him, him coming off at half-time was a bit bizarre. I thought they'd possibly revert back to playing him on the left but well, he's been so good for them over the years hasn't he playing, yeah. playing that left wing back role it's just it, something seems a little bit odd uh, with that at the moment um, Yeah, the again, the world uh, fantasy football hat on. Um I was and, just and going to say on, yeah the world Jordan
0: of fantasy football went into meltdown a little bit about hey, the Kemsola was starting that's all lots of celebrations and then lots of uh, mini meltdowns when he went off at half time at one point with no clean sheets etc right okay we've got a load of FA Cup action Uh, to get to we've picked all sorts of shenanigans Uh, I'll tell you first about Winbet the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Uh, Winbet active in a bunch of states and tons of way to win including live betting and same game parlays there's reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games on the day of great promos odds and payouts happening right now at Winbet if you're ready to play sign up receive a special offer bet $100 win $100 limited to state availability. Lots to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know that me and Baz sent you that com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Ts and Cs at winbet.com must be 21 or older. And present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you were someone who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Uh, underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly battle royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They've got a ton of daily games for NBA and NHL too. And when you use the promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you'll get a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's an underdog fantasy promo code SGPN.
1: Okay. Before we yes on, yes. let's not forget that um, I finished oh, off the were- last show with me with me uh, anytime scorer bet, which I never mentioned as well. So we did have yes. any time as an extra one. So I've been doing my picks for every game, but then at the end we've been doing an underdog, a first scorer, uh, anytime scorer, and a treble. Uh, and we're now three for three on the underdogs. We're back there. Uh, I Can't remember who they were now. Palace, Fulham, and this one, yeah. Forrester 3-1. Got to three. Sh- one You're not letting me let me move on without me shouting about the fact I've gone three for three, hitting two to one, nine to four, three to one, and then on the goal scorers we had Mitrovic at twos, we had Rashford at threes, and we took Rashford again this week at seven to four, three for three on the anytime scorers as well, and the trebles we've had one winner, and a whisker away on the other two uh, weeks. So we are. Uh, smashing those at the moment so people have got to wait a long time into the podcast for that sort of stuff so only yes. the diehard fans are hearing the the best info that i'm putting out at the end i have uh went off script a bit, a bit today with it being fa cup i haven't uh i haven't followed the format i'm keeping me three match winning streak <laughs> yeah you mentioned I'm this taking it i'm taking it into the premier league i'm not prepared to put it at stake in these fa cup games i'm uh, not sure but, yeah, about this it, We've got you got to be high. I've got I've still picked a few underdogs and stuff, but I haven't gone for any scorers or or parlays this week. Uh Ooh, but yeah, we're in good serious. form with those. So mm. certainly on the Premier League. Gotta keep listening to the end for those ones. Yes, keep it up, Baz. Keep it up.
0: Um FA Cup third round this weekend, one of the best weekends of the year traditionally, uh, in English football. Um the Premier League and Championship teams will join everybody else uh, who's made it through all of the qualifying rounds and preliminary rounds and everything else. Um, so I think there's 32 games. There's 64 teams left in the tournament at this point. Um, lots of stuff going on. Uh, so what we've done is, after the six TV games, Baz took the six TV games, because um, there's quite a lot of Premier League interest. So I've then looked around to try, just try and find some other stuff, really try and mix it up a bit. Uh, try and find some teams that won't normally get the spotlight shot on them on the uh, Premier League Gambling Podcast and try to find the most interesting bets from then. Um, do you have a standout third round FA Cup memory, Baz, from uh, support in Newcastle?
1: You, you on mute, Baz. I knew knew that was going to happen tonight. because. Yep. Um, I keep having to turn my microphone off to cough no. uh so, it was, so it was uh, I've got a terrible memory for football in general, so I can remember last year uh, for for <laughs> so all of back long- one year i have gone back one year to to Newcastle Cambridge yes, um, that was bad that wasn't very good um beyond that, I mean Newcastle in recent times has been fairly unmemorable uh and I don't remember much of other teams, so no. Yeah, I so like, like when you were a kid, it bad. was
0: proper exciting. I would um and the cup draw was on the radio on a Monday lunchtime, it was like twelve o'clock. So I lived I lived nearest to school, so I would run home, get the radio on, write it all out, and then go back to school and like stand and announce it, like kind of Winston Churchill, uh, everyone listening for the cup draw. Like um I remember a three-two defeated tournament of Manchester United when I think we were in the second division um, roundabout. Let's see, 1990 maybe, I think. Uh, Brian McLear scored for Man United. I think Danny Wallace got one. Um, I think Kevin Scott might have scored for Newcastle. Uh, remember Kevin Scott, the centre-half. Oh, I know a good Kevin Scott yeah. uh, story, Baz, actually. Um, Kevin Keegan was trying to... They couldn't get the best out of Kevin Scott. Centre-half played at Newcastle, went to Tottenham. Uh, he was a good player, like They couldn't get the best out of him. In the to trying to work out a little bit of man management. Pulled him to one side and said him like you know what 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 do you want to achieve in the game like what do you what do you what do, where do you see yourself what do you want to be like and kevin scott said i want to be a fireman to kevin keegan right <laughs> <laughs> to kevin keegan just said like well i can't really help you with that that's not really what he was getting at kevin keegan but yeah kevin scott wanted to be a fireman um do you want to start Bas? Do you want me to make start what you got hey, you've got I'm one happy. more game than me i think so you go first yeah up. that makes
1: sense um i'm happy to kick off i've got um go. Man United Everton is the first televised game, so as I say, I did pick the the TV games. Uh, so any UK listeners are, are most likely to be tuning into those. So I thought I'd give a bit of a my thoughts on those. I will say I hate I I hate the FA Cup from a betting point of view. It's lineups, isn't it? It's, 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 You've it's, got to see the lineups. Yeah, exactly. So we'll pick yeah. picks here without any idea of what teams people are putting out, who's taking it serious, who it isn't. So it is difficult, and I would encourage anyone to bet pretty tentatively on these. I, I certainly will, myself, going into these. But yeah, so we'll pick, pick the TV games out. I'm not sure what the, the coverage is like for our American listeners, but um, no doubt they'll be able to get some of these games over there as well. So the first one on Friday night is um, Man United v Everton. What I should have done it's got the odds up, shouldn't it? Because that's normally your job.
0: I've uh, got them, so, Basser,
1: all right. Man United at yeah. 2-5. to five. Correct. 7-2 uh, to two the draw, plus 350, and 7-1 to one for Everton, plus 700 there. Um, Man United won 4 from 4 since the break, scored 9, conceded none. Really good form. Everton with two losses and a draw, uh, but they'd also lost three games prior to the break. Man United at home are, are, are in really good form at the moment. They've won the last seven, uh, they've kept six clean sheets in those seven games. I think Lampard's right under the cosh now, isn't he? I think Everton have to put a strong team out. Um, I think it could be Lampard's last game in charge potentially if the corn pull off some kind of performance here. It's hanging by a thread. I think he's now two to five to be the next manager to get the sack. Um, but the fact that they need a win doesn't necessarily mean they'll get one here. Uh, I think Man United will, will go strong, uh, looking to sort of keep the momentum going. Um, and therefore, I was going to follow my, uh, my pattern from this week, uh, where I took Man United minus 1.5 on the handicap. So, as I say, it is, it's very dependent on, on lineups. Um I know Van der Beek went off injured for Man United the other day. Martial picked an injury. So it might be that they do make changes. They might not want to take any risk on um, Rashford if the other two are those two are struggling. Um, but I think Manu will go strong. I think they'll want to to keep the momentum up that they've got. Uh, and I, I think they'll be this Everton side comes to me. I take them minus one point five on the handicap again because uh, it's done me well so far. I think I've picked the I think I've picked the same bet for Man United every game since the break. Uh, and, and what have we got for them? I'm sure we've... Uh, yeah, why two not? Out of, two out of three. We had a 3-0 against Forrest, didn't we? 1-0 Wolves yeah. where it didn't crash. And then we had 3-0 Bournemouth. But just the home form. Home form is really good. They're not conceding goals. Um, and I mean, Everton don't strike fear into anyone anyway. But um, Man United in good form. I'll take the minus 1.5 handicap. And that is a price of 6-5, to 5, plus one twenty. Yeah, nice. Um,
0: yeah, I think, because I went further down the leagues a little bit, I w- didn't have really the concerns that you've got in terms of the lineups. I just think the kind of team's got fewer options and want to go further in this competition um, where teams like Everton might just think, fuck this, we need to concentrate on the league. So um, I was a little bit happier. I've actually got a Premier League team in, the, um, in this first game I looked at, which is the, the we've got the 1953 FA Cup winners, Baz. Um but, Blackpool who take on Nottingham Forest, um, which is a Saturday afternoon, uh, three pm kickoff. So that's ten am, Eastern time. Blackpool are one hundred thirty plus three thirty three. The draws at forty to five plus two eighteen. Nottingham Forest are at three to four minus one thirty three. Blackpool twenty second in the Championship, uh, struggling. They haven't got a win in nine. Uh, both teams to scores cast in their last four. Um... Look, they with a little bit of business. The, the fans seem intent on the looking to re-sign Josh Bowler, um, who's been on loan at Olympiacos. That loan came to an end. The only problem is he's a Forest player, so that doesn't really help him very much on Saturday. Um, Morgan Rogers has come in, wing out on loan from Manchester City. He scored 6-28 at Lincoln. I think he is eligible to play this weekend, but they are struggling. I mean, Blackpool can be a tricky place to go, but at the minute, the fans just aren't in love with the club. Um, I'm not sure that there's going to be a very raucous crowd here. So, uh, Michael Appleton, the manager, isn't very popular. Um, they got a 1 draw over Sunderland at the weekend. He was okay on the face of it, but I think they've won the luck to get that. Forest have been competitive lately. Um, not great on the road, like we just said, but I spoke to a couple of my Forest contacts today. Steve Cooper um, has consistently played stronger teams in the Cups ever since he's been there. Um, he used them last season, actually, to good effect. Just to kind of keep momentum and morale and stuff like that going. Uh so I think Forrest will have a tilt at this. Um it is a potential banana skin, uh, but just a, a, the way Blackpool are going, and I think Forrest uh are on a little bit of a a little bit of a wave at the moment. I'm gonna take Forrest on the money line at three to four, minus one thirty three, Baz. Uh what you got? Nothing, because I
1: didn't take that game. No, next, I mean. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I thought you were asking me what I've got in the Forest game. No. <laughs> um, where are we next? Sheffield-Newcastle is the next televised game, six o'clock on Saturday evening, and a game that both me and you will be in attendance. Yes, yes, yes we're going. On. I'm excited. So Malcolm's <laughs> heading south from Newcastle. I'll be heading north from Nottingham. We'll meet in the middle. We'll have a couple of beers, and we'll watch the game in the away end of Hillsborough. Yes. We'll watch so, yeah, Watch us on, on the telly. Well, will have our shirts off like that. Or did I, waving, waving, them, waving them around, all of that. Yeah, um, windmill. <laughs> right. Toon, tune. What's going to happen? Sheffield are in great form coming into this, so <laughs> we're not um, we're in bad form ourselves, but Sheffield Wednesday's form's really good. They haven't lost in 90 minutes since the back in the 4th of October. They've had 11 wins and five draws and one penalty shootout defeat coming in the Carabao Cup to Southampton. They've only conceded two goals in the last eight games in the league. Uh, so it's not going to be an easy test for Newcastle. Um, too many Newcastle aren't on, on conceding many goals at all. they now six clean sheets in a row. Uh, Newcastle are likely to make changes on them all, I think. Yeah. We're likely to see the likes of Sam Maximin, Murphy, Richie, maybe Elliot Anderson, starting. Yeah. Yourself, um, they'll get a game, I think. We'll have, a, we'll have a strong enough team out where we would hope to get past these we might say Isaac or Isaac, however you want to call him um, making it I can't see him starting but it'd be nice to see him on the bench and, and getting a half an hour in the second half or something Um. so again lineups no idea how long how how strong Sheffield will go here because obviously their main focus is on gaining promotion this season they're, they're, they're off to a flyer uh, in a really strong position to, to make a jump up to the championship but I think they'll, they'll have a big crowd behind them uh, and they'll possibly see this as a bit of a potential upset uh, with us With us certainly resting a few players and making a few changes and a, a positive result here could be a huge boost for them for the rest of the season going forward in the, in the league as well um, so I'm taking Newcastle to, to edge past them but I, I think it's going to be a cagey game I think it'll be close um, I'm not expecting it to be easy for Newcastle at all um, I'd go with a low scoring affair Newcastle 1-0 or 1-1 something like that um remember we've still got replays in this round, so a one-one wouldn't be the end of the world. We'd, we'd have a replay back at St James's Park, uh, where we'd smash them. But I'll take the unders. Um it's plus money eleven to ten, so we're plus one one ten. I'll take under two point five in this game. I, I think it could be a tight one.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Um just the the, the lines for the games. Um Sheffield Wednesday eleven to two. Uh, the door is at a hundred to thirty, Newcastle at two to one on. Um yeah, Chef went Good big club. We talked in the, on the last show about Bournemouth rolling up with our 9,000 fans. Chef Wedder, a team that you want to see kind of back in the prim. Um, as are a team that I've handicapped next up, which are Ipswich Town. Um Ipswich Town take on Rotherham United, uh, Saturday at three o'clock again. Ipswich are three to five. Um, the draw is fourteen to five plus two eighty. Rotherham are at fifteen to four plus 3.75. Ipswich sit third in League One, so um, hunting down Sheffield Wednesday in that division. Going okay. Um, Had a couple of draws recently at 12th place Portsmouth and at 15th place Lincoln. Um, Not the greatest form. Got a couple of home draws thrown in there as well against Fleetwood and Cheltenham. Uh, They're usually good for a goal, Ipswich. Um, I like the manager, Kieran McKenna uh young progressive manager he talks well not just one of these people who talks in cliches he's got them going in the right direction um the opposite of blackpool here yeah, is that the fans are right behind them at the moment um they're looking to spend a bit of money as well they've got their eye on quite a few ex Sheffield Wednesday players as it goes looking at Massimo Luongo possibly uh coming in and um, now they have had some sickness in the squad last week they kind of struggled to get a team out at Lincoln uh, last weekend a little bit, uh, according to the gaffer. Rotherham, 21st in the Championship, poor results in December. The last one was eight games to go. It was at Sheffield United. Uh, they haven't scored in the last three away games here, which is maybe why this price is so big. Um, see, plus See, 3.75 for a team um, from the higher division here. Um, I think this better is ahead for Ipswich, um, but I do believe the gap between the Championship and League One it's probably the, that's the biggest gulf, I think, in English football. Um, I might be completely wrong here. I think Rotherham have to be the pick at this price. Big price, plus 375. Um And again, going back to following like Newcastle back in the day, when Newcastle were doing well in the championship or division two, whatever it was, and then you get a team, you, you draw a team from the higher division and you think, oh, well, yeah, we're playing well, we're playing well, we've got a chance here. And we fucking always got beat like um the that is a big goal for that division, even though if it's such a flying and Rotherham is struggling, um, I'm gonna take Rotherham here uh, to get the away winner a place of plus three seventy-five.
1: Um Baz, what have I just drawn again? What if you drawn again? Well if yeah. you said again it's gotta be a tent. Well, no, what have I drawn? Oh, so it's not again. It's not um, again. It's an apple.
0: You've guessed Apple again. Uh, is a small family of otters, Buzz. Is the answer um, <laughs> okay? Danny, Next. <laughs> <unbelievable>. <laughs> Where are
1: you? Anyway, you have, upset, uh, you have upset our friend Andy Bevan, who's an Ipswich fan, haven't he? You? You've, you've gone against. him. <laughs> oh, uh, he, he won't good. like that. I, I like that. Text them and let him know Ipswich. We've got a, we've got a few friends of, of lower league teams, haven't we? And uh, they don't get yes. and get a mention on the Premier League gambling podcast. Well, this was so part this was of the reason
0: I, I I dive down a bit, Buzz. I thought. Um, I thought it might be nice for uh, to get to get some of the to get some of the other people
1: involved. Uh, yeah, the, you know, well um I will not I'll not get Bevan's hopes up too much for his uh his ip switching. For We've also got some live in play uh, interaction here. Darren has just messaged me to see a Chef Weddingstead fact, their striker uh for Chef Wade. Michael Smith, is it? Stephanie yeah Smith. Uh he's a big Wall's End lad apparently. Okay. Around around our neck of the woods. Uh, And his parents are Darren's landlords. So there's an interesting fact for you. There you go. That is very interesting, Baz. Darren says he will be right up for this, being a Geordie lad. So there you go. We'll see whether he starts or not. Uh, Next up for me, next uh, televised game is Liverpool v Wolves. Um, Who fucking picks
0: these games, honestly? Who wants to watch Man U v Everton? I did. Who wants to watch this shit?
1: Yeah, I did think when I looked at the, the games that have been picked up for TV, I just thought... Bore off, like, honestly. Absolute crap. The, the Liverpool Wolves shouldn't be on there. Um, Man City, Chelsea again. It's, it's not what the third round of the FA Cup's about, is it? I, I, no, it's what not I what you want. You can watch that all the time. Uh, Man United, Everton and, and Liverpool Wolves are in particularly are just terrible picks. Just give teams like Hartlepool or, or whatever, just give some... Lower yeah. teams a bit of exposure. Like. Um, I mean, that Boreham Wood game. That's not on TV, is it? No, that's at three
0: o'clock. That's
1: I think. Bore, like that—that's the game you should have on. Yeah. And Wood v. Atler and Stanley. That's yeah. that's your BBC match every day of the week. But uh, we'll, yeah, we'll come awesome. to that game in a bit, Baz. I've got that one. Yeah, I know you've got it on it. I'm, I'm amazed that wasn't picked up as a TV game. Um, but anyway, garbage. Um, Liverpool Wolves, Liverpool struggled against Brentford the other day. well certainly on anywhere Yeah, Brentford's level, but defensively they're a bit of a shambles at the moment, aren't they? They've conceded in. Yeah, I think that's probably six or seven in a row now. Uh, I know Van Dyke hasn't been at his best this season, uh, but he's injured. He's expected to be out four or five weeks, and it'll definitely be a miss for them. They'll they, they will they will be weaker as a result of that. So they're not very good defensively anyway at the moment. But but him going out will will be a blow. Um. I think Liverpool will make changes with, you know, they've already got Jota, Diaz, Firmino out injured. I can't see that he's going to want to risk Salah, Nunes in this this sort of game. I I just... I mean, I think historically Liverpool tend to play quite a young team in these third round games anyway. They've, they've struggled yeah. often in
0: these this third round. Two, they yeah. kind of scrape a lot of two ones. I remember them beating Plymouth and a couple of non-league teams and stuff and they get there eventually, but they it's never easy. Like,
1: Well, that's exactly what, the way I've gone with this, really. I think I think you will want to protect a few of the big names. Uh, I mean, Gakpo might get a run out um, at some point if he's... I'm assuming he's eligible for this one. Um but I don't think Wolves will go there afraid to take on Liverpool in this game, it, you know, especially with a young team out if that's how it pans out. So again we're going you know on those assumptions. Um, but I'm taking Wolves to keep it close and the handicap, Asian handicap for Wolves for even money, you're getting Wolves plus one point five goals.
0: Nice, I um, love that.
1: And I just think Liverpool at home, that they'll you know, they'll have enough on the bench if they need it. Uh, but I can say Wolves keeping it tight and Liverpool's nicking it later on and I mean, a one-goal win for Liverpool is a winner for me. Um, so, yeah, I'll take that. I mean, if anyone wants to be brave, I wouldn't put anyone off having a punt on Wolves a day at the one in this. It's it's a potential upset. Um, you know, if things aren't going well, you can see the fans getting on their back a little bit. I think a few of them are getting a bit, a bit touchy after the last game. But, uh, yeah, I'll take Wolves. Asian handicap, plus 1.5 even money.
0: OK, next up, I'm going Sunday, 1230 um, UK time seven thirty Eastern time kickoff uh, classic championship match of Bristol City against Swansea City. Uh, Bristol City are nine to five uh, plus one eighty draws twenty three to ten plus two thirty Swansea thirteen to ten plus one thirty. Yeah, down in the West Country here, yeah, a bit of a derby just over the border. Um, I love Bristol, great place. Um, I Actually, listened to some uh, some. 80s uh, tunes from the sort of underground Bristol scene around about 1989, 90 this morning when I was out and about. Um, and I gave a bridesmaid one in Mumbles, which is right near Swansea in 2002. So happy happy to handicap this. Two, two places I've got fond memories of. Um, so Bristol City, <laughs> 19th in the championship. Um, they've already won <laughs> in the last seven games at Rotherham, who we just talked about. Um They've only scored three in the last six games. Nigel Pearson, a it's possible tit, um, is the manager. Um, so yeah, they're trending down a little bit, Bristol City. Four home wins and six defeats in their 13 home games so far. Um, Swansea are 15th in the championship. Um, their only win in the last seven came on uh, December the 30th when they home to Watford 4-0. And, um, and their last four games have all gone over two and a half goals. They've scored nine in the last four, but they have drawn six of 13 on the road. This looks incredibly evenly matched here. Um, you couldn't put a cigarette paper between the two teams in the championship. It's got a one all up, written all over it this, bars That's 11 to two plus 550. I'll
1: take the draw uh, and this will go to a replay Yeah, uh, plus 230 for me, Baz. Nice uh, Next up for me Next televised game is Cardiff v Leeds 2 o'clock on Sunday uh, Cardiff 16-5 Leeds 5-6 to favourites Just short of uh, even money there And 11-4 to 4 the draw uh, Neither team has got a great record In the competition in recent times Cardiff have gone out third round in, in four of the last seven years They don't have a very good record Against Premier League teams at all Leeds have gone out in the third round All of the last five years now um, Cardiff in poor form, they haven't had a win since the 5th of November uh, three losses, three draws in that time they've been shut out in each of the last three games uh, so they're not scoring many goals at the moment uh, although Leeds are without a win since the break, I think they're, they're playing alright they'll, they'll probably be quite happy with a couple of draws they've picked up, particularly at St James's Park and then the other day against West Ham, I think they'll, they'd will they have probably took that um, and then the other one, they lost to Man City, again, no no shame in that. It's a bit of a, again, I, I didn't know what to make of this game, really. It's probably a bit more of a rivalry off the pitch than on it. Uh, I think the fans have got a bit of bit of needle between them. Yeah. Um, so I did look at, at, at that element, seeing whether there could be a bit of a fierce atmosphere and potentially translating into some aggression on the pitch. Uh, looked at yellow cards markets and things like that, and then and just didn't fancy it. Cardiff are actually quite low on the, the list 20th in the championship for yellow cards um, and although Leeds give away more fouls than anyone so they don't pick up many cards so I, I, I thought I was going to have an angle there and then when I looked into it I didn't like it at all um, Cardiff games have been bereft of goals lately a couple of nil nils and a, and a one nil defeat uh, but on the other hand Leeds are having plenty of goals in their game so it was a really hard game to handicap this totally conflicting uh, on either side, there really, but be, be, simply based on Cardiff's poor form, um, and Leeds being the better side, you're getting just short of even money for Leeds. I'll just take Leeds on the money line and uh, and roll with that. Yeah, that seems reasonable. Um, I mean, that's a, a classic,
0: uh, a classic TV game. This is kind of what you want Cardiff v Leeds. Um, okay, we move on to. Um, Back to Saturday, three o'clock. Boreham Wood against Accrington Stanley. Get in. Names to conjure with here. Um, Boreham Wood are 17 to 10, plus 170. The draw's at 5 to 2. Accrington Stanley are 13 to 10, plus 130. Uh, Boreham Wood uh, sit 13th in the National League. uh, For our American listeners, that's uh, the fifth division. The division just outside the Football League, the fifth tier. In the pyramid, here they've got one win in their last eight, loads of low scoring games as well. Um, averaging just 0.63 goals in those last eight. Their only win was against Oldham, um, ex Premier League Oldham Athletic, who are really struggling as well. Uh, they've only won three of 11 at home, uh, all season at the LV Bet Stadium. Um, little place 4052 capacity at Boreham Wood for this one at the weekend. Um, the manager, Luke Gerrard, is quite good looking. I've got that as a tick in the box. Um, and over two and a half goals in just 30% of their games. Um, not Stanley the 20th in League One. They've got one win in the last eight. I don't know who's winning any football matches, but so far, I've got like these two, one win in eight. Swansea, one in seven. Uh, Bristol City, one in seven. Rotherham, one in eight. No one's winning. Um, they've only scored four in those last eight games as well. The under two and a half goals here, Baz, looks gigantic. Nine to ten, that is. It stood out, jumped off the page. Um, there's been loads of rain kicking around. Um, it's going to be windy. It's going to be scrappy. It's going to be ugly as sin. Um, Akron might just nick it one nil. Under two and a half goals here might be my play of the weekend uh, in Boreham Wood versus Akron and Stanley.
1: Not bad. Uh, next one up for me is Man City, Chelsea, uh, 4.30 on the Sunday, so we have already three days away from last handicap in this one, Yeah, and obviously we've just watched the first fixture unfold tonight, I was a bit ambitious back in City to score three or more, um, but it's one of them things with City, it, it can come off with ease one week and then the next week they just don't quite click. Um, I've already talked about the game, haven't we, really, earlier on. I thought City did turn the screw in the second half, deservedly won it. Um, Chelsea, as you mentioned, are going to be struggling a little bit with injuries with Mount, uh, followed by Sterling and Pulisic. I mean, Aubameyang came on, didn't he, for Sterling, and then got hooked to 70 minutes, subbed on, subbed off, yeah. and, and did absolutely nothing in the time he no. was on the pitch. Um I don't think he's going to help them out at all. So it'll be interesting to see what the prognosis is on uh, the likes of Pulisic, Mount, and Sterling. Uh, but I suspect Chelsea are going to be a little bit weakened further. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a struggle, really, handicapping this after tonight's game because it was such a close one. Man City are forty-nine favourites. The draws at fifteen to four, and Chelsea at six to one. It's a big price, six to one. Um, but I just think. Chelsea will have to have to rest a few players, and Man City the, the will do the same. But they just they haven't got a weakened team, have they? As such, you know they're bringing in the likes of Alvarez and Grealish, and the, the players they bring in doesn't weaken them at all, does it? And this is the thing with Man City in the cups: why they go so far in the League Cups and the FA Cups every year is because they can rest seven or eight players and be just as strong as they were the week before. Um, so I do, I, I like Man City again. There's a couple of things. I, I, I could have potentially took Man City in a handicap, minus 1.5. Um, I, I think they could easily have got that second tonight. I, I, I just feel the game might be, it's at Man City this time. I feel like Chelsea will be less interested in this FA Cup game than they were tonight. Because uh, their priority now has got to be to try and haul themselves back into those European positions. Um I'd actually gone for the second half to be the highest scoring um, half at evens, and I was purely just looking for a trend, something that had happened tonight that might happen again in the beginning. Yeah. But now, the more I'm thinking about it, I do think Man City will be stronger at home. They'll have a stronger lineup than Chelsea will, and they'll they'll probably want it a bit more than Chelsea. Um, so I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot and take handicap mm-hmm. Man City. To win by two or more at 11 to 10, I think that's a decent price for them to win by two or more to home. Fast calls and audible, like it. Yeah. Um, my
0: final game uh, will take place just down the road from here. 2pm uh, on Sunday, it's Hartlepool United against Stoke City, uh, where Hartlepool are the 19 to 4 underdogs, plus 475. The draw's 11 to 4, plus 275. Stoke are 1 to 2. Minus 200. Um, Hartlepool, 22nd in League Two, but they've only lost one of the last four. Uh, been some fun games as well. They had a 3 all with Harrogate. They had a couple of away wins, uh, Rochdale and Crawley. Um, goals in their last six games, Hartlepool, total 6-3-3, 4 So plenty of uh, onion bag action there for the Monkey Hangers. Stoke are 18th in the Championship. Um, really patchy form they've only kept one clean sheet in their last eight games here so uh, the linear was goals both teams to score is at three to four that's a little bit skinny um, you can back that if you want Stoke to win and both teams to score that's a big leap up from the bottom of league to um, to the championship Stoke to win and both teams to score is at 11 to 5 Baz, plus 220 um, so that's going to be my selection in that one and I'm confident about it
1: Good. good let's see if we can get some winners this week Malcolm It'd Be nice. well have a go mate I'm trying my very best sick of, sick of carrying you now it's, it's your turn <laughs> to take the baton um, right. final game for me Monday night game Oxford United versus Arsenal sorry just unmute for a quick cough there um, odds for this one 11-1 Oxford 8-1 to the draw Arsenal 1-6 favourites for this one pretty much as you would expect um, Oxford are currently sitting 14th in League One very mixed bag in the recent form they've won two drawn two lost two um, we all know about Arsenal they're in fine form at the moment playing well playing some free-flowing football uh, manager's a bit of a tit um, he has a technical area which is double the size of everybody else's I think because yeah. it goes for about 40 yards down the pitch doesn't it anyway I'm not going to get back into it yeah, um, anyway I think it'll be a much-changed team for Arsenal. I've handicapped this very much like I did with the Liverpool game. Um, I think it'll be a a much-changed team. A lot of youngsters coming in. Again, it probably doesn't um, stop Arsenal winning the game, uh, but it could keep it tight. Um, It's an away game. (coughs) Uh, for that reason, I'm, I'm taking Oxford to to make life difficult for a while. It might be they can keep it tight at half time. I'd love them to get the sort of nil-nil with 80 minutes to go and start like wasting loads of time and <laughs> uh, the ball all over and stuff. Uh, probably won't happen. I think also we'll we'll have a weekend team. Oxford maybe keep it tight, and Arsenal will have the ammo on the bench if it's needed. It might be that they don't, but you could see, you know, if it if it's dragging on and it gets to an hour, they'll bring on the likes of Saka, Martinelli, and Keddie, players like that, and, and finish them off. But um, the Asian handicap again for me, Oxford are plus two goals on the Asian handicap. So a draw, Oxford win, Oxford lose by one, we win my money. If Oxford lose by two, we get our money back. Uh, we're getting eleven to ten for that. And I just think, I think Arsenal will get past Oxford, but I don't see them blowing them away just based on the fact I think Arsenal will will put a, a really weakened team out, give a lot of the youngsters a run a run out, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll back Oxford to keep it competitive in this one. So, Asian handicap, plus two at 11
0: to 10. I like that, Baz. As soon as um, you started talking about this game, I dragged it up in front of me and clicked on the Asian lines, and that was the one that jumped off. I uh, got a price of uh, 2.05 on my... Local bookie here a plus two, so
1: yeah, um, it's one of them. So you, you know, you expect Arsenal to win the game, but you can't. I couldn't back Arsenal in the handicaps here or for loads of goals here, just not knowing the team and and the expectation that they will play a young team. I, I wouldn't want to be backing Arsenal in the handicap where you've got to back them to win by three or more, just to, to well, no, because if it they get maybe. if they get a couple
0: ahead, they're just going to yank everybody off as well, aren't they? And you can just take the last yeah, twenty oh. minutes go backwards and sideways like so. Um, it's very well, yeah. We we did see it. It's very much. Um, line-up kind of related is when you I feel like I had the easier job going down because you knew Ball and wouldn't and understand you're both just going with what they've got um, I haven't I didn't have that to factor in and it is it, it, it is tricky like um, I think that's it Baz I didn't fetch out yeah. anything fans. So you've already said
1: you're shelving your, uh, your, your yeah, questionable decision <laughs> but what you got I've got a couple of others, I, I did, so I went with all the TV games, but I just had a look down the list and looked at where, because there will be some Premier League teams getting knocked out here, so yeah. I just had a quick look down the list and picked out my yeah. my That's most likely, game. My most likely upsets, um, Bournemouth, Burnley, I think Burnley, I mean it wouldn't be a huge upset, would it, if Burnley knocked no. Bournemouth out, given that Burnley are top of the league in Bournemouth in 16th, so we've only got five places between them in the in the pyramid, Um but Burnley are almost 2-1. to one. Burnley top scorers, 52 goals in 26 games, two goals a game. Bournemouth are the worst defence in the Premiership. They're conceding more than two goals a game. So 2-1 to one, Burnley interests me as, as a potential Premier League uh, exit. And the other one is Hullam. F- Hullam. Hull. Hullam against Fulham. At four. home to Fulham. Uh, Hull are 5-1 to one to beat uh, Fulham. Hold on setting the world alight in the championship, sitting in sixteenth. But they are unbeaten in the last five. They've won the last two. They drew three before that. Scored four at the weekend against Wigan. And I think they're just showing a bit of a turnaround under Liam Rossini since he's took over as manager. Uh, and one where that, that sort of trend of upward trend of form, scoring more goals, now getting the wins. Um particularly if Fulham do do rest a few players. 5-1, Hull was another one I thought could, could be a, a bit of an upset. So those are two that stood out as me as, as the potential Premier League uh, exits from this round.
0: Well, I'll throw one in here, Baz, because I just pulled the page up again, and another one leapt off, um, which is Middlesbrough at 92, to be Brighton. Uh, Middlesbrough, that that one, yeah. In, yeah, great form under Michael Carrick, uh, doing really, really well. Brighton, a little bit mad, 1-4-1, uh, lost 4-2 uh, all in the last week. Um, manager, not interested in defending, and again, because Brighton are doing so well, uh, got their eyes on a European spot. Just don't really know what deserve. he's going to do it's his first time uh, navigating these cup com- competitions. So be interesting to see. Um, but I've, I'll bet worse things, I'll bet worse 92 shots in Middlesbrough in my life. Um, absolutely. So, yeah, I'll be having a look at Middlesbrough. Uh, I do like yours as well, Baz. Um, so, yeah, well done. Um, and I think, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, um,
1: we've got to the end of the show. Um, anything else you need to tell the people, Baz? No, I mean we've uh, we've rattled through a lot of football there tonight. We haven't had much yep. lifestyle chat, have we? Not much. No uh, time, mate. I have had much of a lifestyle to be honest. I've never left the house. I'm not drinking. I'm just coughing and coughing and sleeping because I'm absolutely knackered. Did have a little bit of drama this week though? No, nope, hit you'll, me. Uh, you like this? I'm a, I'm an occasional subscriber to uh, HelloFresh. Have you ever used those? <laughs> no. I know what it is. You know what HelloFresh is. Vegetables, isn't it? You you get them out the shop as well. Not not necessarily vegetables. You get the meat as well. You get a recipe. Oh, yeah, yeah. the shop. Yeah, you get that out the shop. uh, Well, occasionally when I get a discount, because as you know, I'm always a very tight man. When there's a discount code going around, I'll order a HelloFresh. So yeah. you pick your meals, they turn up in a box with a recipe card and you cook them. <laughs> I've no idea where this is headed, but it's a I'm already laughing. Come on, occasionally. So, you've got to make your picks by uh Friday evening, right. um, and, and it gets delivered on a Wednesday. So, yeah. Friday evening comes and I haven't made any picks ever. Oh, it's like geez. it's like missing the fantasy football deadline. This,
0: yeah. Uh, so,
1: and what that, happens it, then? You just get what you're given, you get what you're given. So, Saturday oh, comes and Christ. I get an email saying yeah hello fresh box has been delivered and i thought mm-hmm. i haven't picked anything here yeah, this could be anything so i didn't yep. look i waited till wednesday for the surprise yeah yeah nice good. so do you want to have a guess what i got
0: were you happy with it
1: it's better than it could have been like it's this has happened before and i had an absolute stinker with it like i had to give right, okay. the way to like vegetarian friends and stuff like that Ah, uh, yeah that's what like, i was going to say really it's good really it's good this this it's one's all, all it's, right it's it's palatable
0: it's got all the hallmarks of like a vegetable lasagna or something. I'm going to go with Baz, a uh, uh, bit of duck
1: with braised red cabbage. Oh, You've got to pay top dollar for the duck dishes, mate. You've got, oh, got to upgrade the premium. I'll tell Sorry, you, what we got, we got a Thai style pork rice bowl, which is all right. I'm happy yeah, for that. Yeah. a bit of pork rice. Some Thai flavours and a bit of rice. That's, that's all right. A classic yeah. beef mince cottage pie with loads of yeah. peas. You don't like peas, do you? I'm Allergic to peas. By allergic to peas. You me. wouldn't like this. It's got the picture has got mountains of peas on it. You wouldn't like, the, you, wouldn't like the, you wouldn't like the next one either. The next one. This was Chicken the last Saturday. one. This is the last one I would have went for, so this is a vegetarian one. It's oh, a okay. pea and mushroom and Ooh. onion marmalade linguine. So okay. there's someone missing there, isn't there? What do you mean? Meat, there's no meat. The meat, yeah, I don't yeah. mind that. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna 2023, 20, Buzz. I'll take a chicken breast out, I'll chop that up. Yeah, uh, so yeah, be mushroom and onion, marmalade, linguine with chives and cheese. So, I think I've done all right. Like last time it came and it was like butternut squash and coconut soup or something daft like that. <laughs> it sounded absolutely horrible, whatever it was. It was gross, <laughs> like uh, so I've done okay, but yeah, a little bit of a uh, bit of excitement this morning when the box came and opened that up. and... Ah, the, the kids will have that cottage pie no bother they'll have that fantastic yeah. tomorrow me and Helen will have the rice bowl and then that linguine will get some chicken chopped in it and it'll be a, a pallet bring that, cotton, bring that cottage pie to the match on
0: Saturday <laughs> with all the peas <laughs> with all the well, we'll the peas at people and we'll eat the cottage pie at half time ah, good, good thinking well, thanks for that, but You hope you realised no one else is going to listen to that. That was just between me and you. We're like, but, we uh, should
1: have put uh, that on at the beginning, Malcolm. Let's we should have done. done. Should we try and edit it?
0: We'll chew no, on it in no, in between
1: the. Uh, if anybody comments between... on Twitter about my my hello fresh order, then we know somebody <laughs> is listening. I must admit, Baz, I can't really condone the hello fresh order. I, I agree. I agree with you. It's a, it's a, it's a travesty, really. But um, <laughs> I do, I do only use it when there's a discount on, like, and it, it. it gets us eating different things. Yeah, normally I'll pile a seafood dish in and a, just stuff that I wouldn't ordinarily buy at the shop. Might have a bit of sea bass or a bit of salmon or whatever, and stuff that I don't normally get. So it does get us eating different things and eating sensible portions instead of just piling everything onto me. <laughs> but when I'm trying to be good, HelloFresh quite often gets uh, gets chucked into the mix like just to keep us on track.
0: Yeah, well, I'll uh, very much look forward to Saturday, Baz, and um... – going and having three half-time pies or whatever and a couple of pints on Saturday um, at Hillsborough. Um, thanks, Baz. Thanks for your endeavours this evening. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, we're still not quite in our routine of doing a weekly recap and then another show later in the week with picks um, because the football world hasn't quite settled down. But maybe uh, this is it and we can we can review stuff on Sunday night and then we can get into the picks
1: well, it's going to continue yeah. next week, isn't it? I mean, the FA Cup finishes on Monday, and then we're straight into the League Cup semi-finals Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, and then we've got Thursday off. Thursday there's no football. It's the first day in about two weeks where there's no football, and then back again. Premiership starts on the Friday. So um, no, okay. I think we'll probably uh, it would be good to look at those League Cup games. We've got four four League Cup quarter finals, so we could possibly. Get on. So we night, can do that. Yeah, Sunday. Sunday we'll review what we've got. Um, we'll cover the Tuesday, Wednesday, League Cup games, and then possibly Wednesday night. We might look forward to the Premiership because we've got a Friday night game. Uh, so either Wednesday or Thursday next week, we'll we'll start back with the Premiership. And as you say, from there we should get into a bit more of a routine. Um, but yeah, some decent. Uh, it's been a good good run, hasn't it? Loads of football yes, every faz. night. Um, so, yeah, it has actually. Incredible. I've enjoyed it.
0: Um, yeah, keep up the air, uh, keep up picking the winners, Baz. Baz is the hot hand. Uh, so if I was following anyone, um I'd be following Baz until it inevitably switches round at some point. Um, right, thanks for listening. Um good luck with all your bets. Enjoy the FA Cup wherever you're watching it. Um we'll be back on Sunday evening, and until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers.